language in this show may be too harsh for young listeners. In other words, we still struggling with our cussing. Listening to Psycho Music Lyricology, a podcast where music touches the mind and heals the soul. I'm one of your co-hosts, the guy that doesn't know anything about hip-hop, Sheldon Moss, along with the dude that is always secure about his opinion, Michael Nelson. What up? And of course, the professor, Maurice Moss. What's up? What's happening with you? So, why do you say, of course, the professor? Like, uh, Of course. Of course. So let's get into this. Because I, I like getting into this because I did not create that title. Yeah. And I want to make that claim as many times as possible that I did not. Oh, okay. I did. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the first time I really thought about it. Uh-huh. Of course, the professor. Like, of course. Yeah, like, okay, man. Let's go with it. That's I right. I just want to say, I, somebody I, challenged me to a, a think off or something, you know. About, about music. Yeah. yeah you know. You're going to give it to him, though. Uh, okay. Yeah. All right. I made the title of so. Carry for those that's listening. I don't know. I just. I don't know. Okay. What you want me to say, Mike? Nothing. You say. What you want me to no, say? No, you're good at that. <laughs> you, pre, you you do good intros. Are we good? I just, I was, you know, this is the first time that I just thought about it. And I was right. just like, why do you say that? All right. Well, hey, man, what, uh, before we get started, uh, I wanted to give a big shout out to a friend of the podcast. Aaron Cooper out of Chicago, Illinois, for sending us his uh, new music blog. He had Bearded Gentleman Music from BeardedGentlemanMusic.com. What up, Aaron? On uh, Brian o- Owens. Did y'all check it, check it out? Yes. I have checked it out. Uh, shout out to Aaron. I appreciate that. Uh, that I, I need to read the article, though. I need, still need to read it. I haven't read it yet. But I did go to title mm-hmm. and listen to that. He sounded pretty good. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to. You know, I'm easily influenced, so I didn't want to read. The, <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah, that's why I didn't first, go either. first. So I just went straight to the music. Mm-hmm. And you know, I, did you ever see Walking the Line? I did. See okay, it. so what we're talking about is uh, an album by a gentleman named Brian Owens, right? A soul singer who re he he remade uh, Johnny Cash records, correct? And it's called The Soul of Cash, right? And, and that's that's the name of it, right? That's the name. Okay, of it. so. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, it's really good. It's like uh, I like it. It's like uh, like old school, uh, New Orleans R and B. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. just it's just that that bouncing. And it, I think Johnny that, Cash would like it. I think so too. Because a lot of uh, what Johnny Cash did, I don't know a whole lot about early early Johnny Cash, mm-hmm. but I know later on he would work with uh, a lot of different like rock producers and pop producers, and he. I think he worked with um, uh, the guy who's in the white the the white strokes. I can't think of the name of the song, but anyway, he did a cover of a Johnny Cash did a cover of a Depeche Mode song. Oh, word! Really? Yeah, he did a cover of uh, "Personal Jesus" by Depeche Mode. So oh, you, you know you what? I, yeah, okay. I remember, remember that. that? Yeah, so, yeah, that's yeah, why I was yeah. like, yeah, Johnny would appreciate somebody like reimagining his music, and he did he did and, a pretty good job. Yeah. Pretty awesome, man. Yeah, That's, he did a pretty uh, good job. I mean, I spent like two days listening to that. Yeah, it was good. I was real impressed by it. It was it was really worth my time. I, yeah, I, I liked it. I've added it to my uh, 
to your my, my play- playlist. Yeah, yeah, because I'm gonna be listening to that for a while. Yeah, I actually listened to it uh, just rolling around uh, yesterday morning. It's good ride music, that's mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. But what? But uh, wait till you read the article. I'm and, not gonna go into and it. And actually, but it's it's very good and it's kind of personal too. Actually, so. that was gonna be my new music conversation today. I was hoping nobody was gonna break <laughs> it up. Well, just get talk, into we'll it. talk about get it. Into I mean, it. Really? I mean, you know, it, it was weird. You know how something like things are symbiotic, and you know one thing leads to another thing really easily and quickly um uh, i was wearing my uh uh t-shirt the psycho Mm t-shirt i wore it to work a couple of well about a week ago and uh uh this older gentleman uh brother he's probably about i'm gonna say Mm mid-50s he uh was asking me about the t-shirt and i was like "Eh, you know it's just a couple of buddies of mine we get together we talk about music we just mm-hmm. created a podcast and we just do that. And he was like, what kind of music did you talk about? And I was like, yeah, well, just whatever comes to mind. And then he goes, country western music? And I was like, well. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't usually come to mind. <laughs> that one we really hadn't done. But what was weird about I'm not I, mad at that. Yeah, thing. but what was weird when he asked me the question was uh-huh. I had just gotten, uh, for whatever reasons, um, I had I had. Uh, I had just started listening to Ray Charles's country western music uh-huh. because um, when I was in high school, we played um, "I Can't Stop Loving You," and Ray Charles has done the a version, version of that, of mm-hmm. right? And I don't know why that song popped into my head. Uh, maybe I was feeling nostalgic about high school or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But the song popped in my head, and I wanted to hear it, and I wanted to hear the rest of the music. Mm-hmm. And so I had said, "But you know, but." He was asking me, and I was like, well, we don't talk about country western music, but I was just listening to, to you know, Ray Charles, so I had uh, forwarded him the link to Ray, the, the Ray Charles albums, and he was like, oh, man, that's great. I didn't know Ray Charles did that. A couple of days later, I get this email about Johnny Cash's, mm-hmm. this whole thing, so mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, I'm all in the country western music this week. We wouldn't have to go far to get into a conversation <laughs> about that. I right. mean, if you start, we talk about Ray Charles and Robert I mean, Johnson, and if we just have, if we stay in a certain lane, yeah, it would it would and, cross and, over and into and a lot of And the other thing is, stuff. is that uh, Amy, my cousin, who is also a friend of the podcast, has been visiting the uh, uh, Smithsonian African American mm-hmm. Museum in D.C., mm-hmm. and she happened to take a picture of a banjo and put it on uh instagram mm-hmm. and i was like you know a lot of people don't know that the banjo is of african Crip. origin mm-hmm. right so you know then you start putting all of this the uh, mississippi delta blues or country western music and it was all around the 20s when all of that stuff kind of mm-hmm. it's all the same thing yeah. mm-hmm. you know it's, it's basically all the same thing yeah know? i mean that's not a it was country western music and then it was these race records and then you know yeah. Uh, they were all recorded the same way. Just somebody went out in the field and, and recorded somebody doing something that they naturally normally do. And they just added a title to it. Yeah. And the white people called it country western music and the black people called it Mississippi Delta Blues. Blues. Mm-hmm. They take you know, it's and people who like music just liked what they liked. And just like music. Yeah, so yeah. it didn't matter. So <laughs> yeah, that's how it, <laughs> as it is today. But anyway, that w- that was my that was gonna be my new music oh, okay, conversation well, cool. today. So I'm done. Well when you read the article, what you just said is kinda But that that plays that. back to something I mentioned earlier, because that should be your new music, because it's new to us. Yes. That album that album came out in twenty seventeen. The the Johnny Cash. Cash. What, the soul this one, Brian mm-hmm. Owens, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, we get a late pass to a lot of stuff. 
Right. And we need to start talking about stuff that, you know, we just discovered it because a no, lot of times. No, actually, time, I heard it in 2017. Y'all are late. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. All right. He's not going to let me have that late class yeah. thing. Okay. But, yeah. No, I mean, because when I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay. This is because it would have been my new music. Yeah. I but, didn't. I, yeah. I didn't. I, I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to be. I didn't want to be, um, you know, persuaded by anything anybody yeah. said about it. Yeah, I, I just, just want to hear it. I just looked at the date down at the. If you go down to the very bottom on all of the, uh, mm-hmm. that's on, how. I, yeah, that's yeah. where I go to and you scroll look down. At the bottom, it'll tell you yeah. the date, date of the release. release. I just hit yeah. play. And I said, and after you I heard just, the first, yeah. I do that few, first and then hit play. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, after I heard the first few bars, I was like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. digging it was this. Definitely yeah. good. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Yeah. anyway. What's up, Maurice? I know you ain't, ain't been on too so, much lately. Yeah, but. I was talking before the show. We were talking about it, and I said I haven't. I've been on a an Aretha thing, man. I just rest know. in peace. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just it, you know, there's just a whole lot of stuff that you can, you know, so you can focus on all of the stuff she did on the piano. You can, you know, you can get into her gospel very, stuff. Very underrated piano player. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. Very underrated. Very underrated. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can get it, you know, you can get into a lot of different, there's so many different eras of, of Aretha that you can get into. I mean, it's just, yeah. you can get into Aretha, the songwriter. I mean, you could just, there's just so, there's just so many different, uh, you know, uh, different ways you can, you can come, come into the Aretha thing. But what I was really thinking about as it relates to us when I was listening to Aretha is we, we, we keep talking about a gospel show. But we, it never quite jumps off, mm-hmm. right? And it just like it feels like there's like you know you playing jump rope and you just never you don't you don't know where to jump in on it or right. an entryway into the music, right? And Aretha is a good entryway for us. Could be, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean she easily just bobs and weaves in and out of all of that, you know. A lot of the stuff that we listened to that was her contemporary mainstream stuff. Are just gospel songs. songs. Absolutely, mm-hmm. they're just. I mean, I mean you it's know. just it's just soul music. Yeah, you know. And and um um the day. I mean, just that you brought that up. The day after she passed, when it came out, my wife, you know, got into downloading all of her music and stuff that she had never really heard, and she sent me like two text messages back to back, <laughs> talking about uh. Uh, her version of God will take care of you. Mm. And she was just like, I'm just like, she's like, I'm like having moments now. You know, it's like, I'm just sitting here and I can't, I can't be still because I'm just like having moments listening to this. And then now I have a really, uh, a, a strong connection to it because of her, she was, uh, uh, my wife decided she was going to play Aretha Franklin music around the house. <laughs> so the first time I've seen my daughter dance, she was dancing to a rock steady. Yeah, oh, so okay. now I got a now I got a different connection yeah. to it. Yeah. That's cool. So she was she was bopping around to rock steady. I was like, okay. <laughs> this is gonna be okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. cool. That was yeah, our funk cool. Friday. Yeah. Last week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. So but uh need to say, man, I actually uh just wanna give a little another little side note. Um Michael, my goddaughter. At her school, Maurice, they uh, have to take music classes. Good. She's in the fifth grade, and they have to take a class either. They have to pick up an instrument, choose an instrument, or they have to learn about music. Good. One or the other. She's in the fifth grade. That's that's great. Um, guess what she chose? Saxophone. Yep. Amen. <laughs> and her mother played the flute, and she her mother was like, 
Don't you want to play the flute? We already have a flute. I played the flute. Yeah. No, nah, I want the saxophone. Yeah, you can't hear flutes anyway, so. You know, so. <laughs> <laughs> You, uh, could, you could only hear flutes during flute solos. So right, right, right. <laughs> uh, the whole band has to be quiet so you can hear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, you know what? And I was listening. I, you know, you know, I, my my uh, my love for uh, HBC. HBCUs. Uh-huh. I was watching Tennessee State uh-huh. perform on something I don't know, and they don't have any flutes in their band. Are you serious? They're all piccolo players. Oh wow! It's loud, and you can hear it. Mm-hmm. You can hear piccolos. You mm-hmm. can't hear flutes. And I don't know why I noticed that, and it might be that when most of them, mm-hmm. I just didn't. I just noticed it with Tennessee State for some reason. Yeah, I, I, after we after we talked the last time, man, I was real big on this. I, I mean, I looked at so many bands, it got to the point I was just riding down the street listening. Mm-hmm. You know, going back and forth on YouTube. Yeah, man. that's my thing now. I love, you know, so I love YouTube now that I can watch HBCU bands. Yeah, yeah. man, and be dreaming, and it could have been me. <laughs> Anyway, man, we have us a, a, a guest today, man. A guest today. You know, uh, hey, she's an avid music lover, entre- entrepreneur, born and raised in Saginaw, Michigan. After obtaining her bachelor's degree in supply chain management at Michigan State University, she moved to Dallas, Texas, working with Texas Instruments briefly. After entering the corporate world, she decided to use her creative strengths to make a living. From T.I., she started her salon business and worked as an independent professional hairstylist for over 15 years. Wanted to expand her horizons and further cultivate her creativity in other areas, she now owns and operates her own baking business, Crush Sweets. She has been featured on several live segments here in Dallas to include Fox Good Day and Good Morning Texas. We want to welcome to Psycho Music Lyricology. Miss Samara Garth. Hey, welcome. Hello. Hey. Welcome. Hello, hello, welcome hello. Aboard. What's so happening with you? Welcome. Nothing much. Glad to be here hanging out with all you music professors. It's <laughs> <laughs> only one. Yeah. It's only one. There's, it over there's to make one. Make everybody a professor. <laughs> there's one. I was and trying to make it all equal, hey. but it ain't equal. That's good. That's That's okay. good. We, need to, we need to all have bios like that. <laughs> that was a very impressive yeah, bio. I don't, I don't do anything. I need to. <laughs> yeah, right. I need to. We had to put that on the blog. Yeah, I need to tighten up, <laughs> tighten up my game. <laughs> So Samara, you uh, uh, you 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 nervous? A little bit, actually. Yeah. Oh, you be Don't right. be nervous. Yeah. Just this is nothing to be. <laughs> yeah. This this right. Here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't be nervous about yeah. any of these it's guys. It's just a, just act like we're at BYOB. Tell tell us Understood. about t- tell us about your first uh uh, uh what made you fall in love with music. The, this is a very funny story. One of my first very vivid music moments was the very first cassette tape and very first Walkman that I got. I got it for Christmas. Can't remember the year. Mm, I was in the third grade um, and I'm from Michigan. So we have unfinished basements. A lot of times we play in a basement. I'm riding my bike around and around downstairs listening to Prince, um, Purple Rain, okay. third grade. Whoa. Exactly. Um, (laughs) So I I often say my parents clearly did not listen to the tape. They didn't know what was on that. (laughs) Before I got it, I think my aunt bought me me the tape and she loves Prince. But the funnier thing is one of my favorite songs, even in the third grade, 
was darling Nikki mm. because it was just a cool song. Oh my goodness. And all I knew though, <laughs> but wait, but all I knew was that Nikki was clearly this girl that Prince really liked a lot and she must have been really pretty because <laughs> I just got that. And to me, Nikki was a master baby that he met in a magazine. I didn't know what that <laughs> meant because I was not supposed to know the actual okay. lyrics to that work. Okay. So That's to this great. day, I still sing the song and say, I knew a girl named Nikki, I guess you say. And she is a master baby, baby. Okay. in the magazine okay. to this That's, day. That's, That's a great. good way for yeah. to introduce <laughs> that. Because remember, just a couple of weeks ago, I uh, I admitted that I didn't know if the kid can't make you come. I didn't know what that was about. Yeah, right, right. I had no clue, but yeah. I love the song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get it. So what was the music scene like, like in Michigan when you were growing up? Was there like a was uh, like it was heavy in the hip hop? I'm trying to think. What those are years around what eighty four? Yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. At the eighties was definitely hip hop. We listened to a lot of EPMD, KRS One, a lot of the East Coast Five. Um, so D Nice wasn't Breed from Yes D- from Detroit. Yeah, yes. yeah. Oh Flint. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. MC Breed, Dayton family. They were definitely local artists that that we were drawn to. Is that what DFC stands for? Dayton family. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Dayton family crew. All DFC. these years. <laughs> I, and if Y'all I'm not mistaken, Dayton was a street in Flint. Please don't. Yeah. Misquote me. Okay. Um, I, well, so yeah. I don't know. I didn't even know. I all these years I've been saying I've been singing the song, but I had no idea what DFC stands for. Yeah, when when ain't no future in your front and comes on, anybody from Michigan Sheep pretty food. much like Sheep owns food. it. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. We have a dance in Texas called the Chic. That yeah. No, yeah. 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 No, 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 no. That was that, and that song comes on, and everybody chics, and it, and and Sheep. then you hear everybody screaming chic food. Ooh. Chic food, chic food. <laughs> First time yeah. hearing it. Yeah, it's. Uh, we had to look a YouTube one, video. One day chic. I might show you what that chic food looks <laughs> like, but today I'm gonna pretend my knee hurts. Okay. Yeah. So what what else besides hip hop do you listen to? I'm I I say I'm a '70s baby. I love all music '70s. I think my parents definitely listened to a lot of good music. While I was in the womb, they actually, uh, I was named on the way to them going to the jazz festival that was in Cincinnati every year. There's a small town on the Michigan-Ohio border called, I don't know if it's pronounced Samaria or Samaria. At any rate, my mother was pregnant with me. They went past the town. She dropped the eye and said, I'm going to call her Samaria. So, so yeah, a lot of... um, I remember playing a lot of Ashford and Simpson and Anita Baker. When my parents would have get-togethers, one of our good friends, he would bring over lots of tapes, records. So the tipsier they got, the more I could go sneak and and be the DJ (laughs) because I really kind of didn't want to be in the room with the kids. I always kind of wanted to hear what the grownups were talking about. So that was a great way for me to get out of the room, Mm -hmm. sneak into a little bit of the conversation, and I always loved music so folks like Ashford and simpson anita baker oj's earth wind and fire parliament um that whole okay that that whole type of era you'll be fine here yeah (laughs) (laughs) you'll be fine with us and all that did you study music at all one of my biggest regrets in life and i don't even say that a lot is my lack of pursuing 
music. I definitely have a love for it. I definitely regret giving up my flute. In, uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. In, <laughs> Nobody, in could hear <laughs> Nobody could hear it. So. <laughs> but I actually purchased a, a flute probably about four years ago, and I need to put a date on the one day I'm going to take lessons because mm-hmm. it took me a minute in my adult years to realize that you can still learn things. Absolutely. You don't have to Absolutely. just learn them in school, yeah. and I really wish that that was something that people were taught, kids were taught 100%. in school now. But um, I was like, you know, it's never too late for me to go back and take lessons. So I, I definitely would like to learn how to play the flute again. Cool. Okay. Yeah. We Sounds have a uh, we have a famous fluter, uh, flutist, 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 uh, out of Dallas. You're not the professor. So. <laughs> yeah. See, what I'm talking about Humphreys. Miss Humphreys. Yeah. yeah. Bobby Humphrey yeah. from Lincoln High School. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. She very yeah. famous. You can hear hers. Right. <laughs> She posts a lot on uh, Instagram. She too. really does. She's still kind of out mm-hmm. there. She's very active. Yeah. 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 My actually, my mother went to school with Bobby. Oh, did she? Yeah. Your mother went to Lincoln. Yeah. I didn't know my that. Mom, uh, she. I think she's a. I think Bobby was a younger. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Something. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Anyway, man. Well, you know what? This this topic we're about to get into. Uh, tomorrow you will enjoy it. I will. Uh. Maurice brought her talked about the Black Beatles. Well, the popular, the currently popular <laughs> version of Black Beatles is the song by Ray Shrimmer. Right. Okay. Yeah, Ray Shrimmer. So that's and it was and that came from a famous lyric from Kanye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we'll have to do a link to uh, to the Black Beatles and Ray Shrimmer so we can see if we can get. <laughs> we have no shame. We're gonna go viral either way. <laughs> that's what we try to do. <laughs> No, no, no. But Black Beatles, uh, to me, what really prompted that conversation or that topic for me was going back and listening to um, Dion Ferris's first uh, solo album. Dion Ferris was a member of Arrested Development, Arrested Development, mm-hmm. and she uh, also had a uh, she had a, a hit song from what's the name of the movie? Love Jones. Love Jones. So Love Jones, she had a <laughs> song called Hopeless. Hopeless. That was an excellent song. Penny but, with a hole in it. But her her solo album was not I, her solo album was a pop success. I don't I don't think it got a lot of play on R&B radio. Did she it get had, did it get pop radio? Play? She got her the hit the song I know was the top 10 top 10 hit for her. That was a top 10 hit for her off of, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So that, that was my entry into that album. That, that, there are several excellent cuts on that album. Uh, one of them is a cover of Blackbird by uh, the Beatles. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was, something in my head was like, you know, go back to that song. And I went back to that album and listened to that song. And it just made me think about all of the different, how many other different Beatles covers that I've heard. So that's what I said. Well, let's talk about some of the Beatles covers. So Dion Ferris is a really, really important one for me, but she's not the most important one. So I'm going to say the one that I really like, and then we can kind of go around the room and everybody can talk about whether or not theirs is uh, the one that uh, uh, similar to mine or not. But uh, Earth, Wind & Fire, I Gotta Get You in my, Into My Life is just... Uh, when you to me the story behind the song their their cover of the song just makes it a really really good cover to me because first of all Earth Wind and Fire is always already this important band in their own right so they were like let's do a cover 
And so they did a cover, or did it, it was uh, decided that they did a, do a cover of uh, the Beatles' "Gotta Get You in My Life." So the version of the the Beatles' original cover, original version of the song, is very Beatles esque. So it's like the guitar riff, got it, you know. It's a very you know traditional Beatles song. Uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire decided, well, we're not going to do it like that. We're gonna we're gonna cover that song like the band Chicago would cover that song. So. Uh, if you're familiar with the band Chicago, they have uh, a, this whole big horn sound uh, that uh, made that that was made famous by them. They had a lot of different lead singers, but they had this big, uh, big uh, horn section. Uh, they were known for being a rock band with a horn section. So Earth, Wind, and Fire's version of "Gotta Get You Into My Life" is Earth, Wind, and Fire doing a Beatles cover as the band Chicago, and they do an excellent job of it. And there are people who have no understanding of anything that I just said, <laughs> and the song still makes 100% sense to them. It doesn't sound like none of the, it sounds like an Earth, Wind, and Fire song the way they do it. Right. It, it sounds like an, you wouldn't know that it was a um, cover. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. I didn't. You from the beginning, I did. No. Probably most people don't know that it was. Yeah, a yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. it takes a lot of years to kind of get to that place where you think that, that you know, a lot of digging to find out that that's a cover. Yeah, I mean that's not a. It was probably on the liner notes. Yeah, yeah. probably <laughs> in the liner notes. I, that's probably how I knew. Say, oh, that's a different writer there. Yeah, but uh, so Mike, what's what's yours? What, what, what well, do you I'll, think about? I'll start this and I'll say it like this: The Beatles are not one of my favorite groups. You okay. know, they don't they don't meet any standard for me one way or the other. I don't I don't I, I never got the appeal. I understand. Yeah, I mean, you know what I, I mean? And when we first started talking about this show, I kind of, <coughs> I uh, I just kind of looked the Beatles up. You know, I mm-hmm. just, you know, the the wonderful thing about the Google, you get to just mm-hmm. put something in mm-hmm. and it just pulls up all of this stuff about it. And I pulled up, you know, and I, just, I was reading all these articles about how great the Beatles are. And I, I don't get the appeal. I never have. So. And I can't remember what article I was reading, but it was like the 500 greatest records of all time. And and it's from a pretty reputable music site or music source. And the number one album is uh, of all time, according to this site, is uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Heart Band. (laughs) And I don't get it. I, I don't, yeah. I don't yeah. I, me too. I, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. I mean I just and I and I've heard I've heard people who whose music knowledge and taste I absolutely respect, really respect this record. So um after I read that again, I just kinda went, Okay, let me just stop and listen to this record. I mean I literally I sat down and I just listened. I didn't hear anything like remarkable about the recordings, you know, or or it, it was just not a really interesting record. And I said, well, maybe all of the hype came from the movie, right? Mm-hmm. You know. And then I read the so I couldn't find the movie immediately, but then I read a lot of critiques about the movie, mm-hmm. and the movie was a flop. So nobody liked the movie, but the album is supposedly like this. Super and I, I think the movie is like a cult classic. It now. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm just like, Earth, Wind, and Fire was in the movie. I don't know. Oh, I didn't they, know that. Earth, Wind, and Fire was in the movie as Earth, Wind, and Fire. I don't know what song they did. Okay. I don't remember. I don't remember what I, I read I, about um, it. But I know that they were in the movie. When you brought that up, I yeah. thought maybe you were kind of going that direction. Mm. But 
Um, uh, and I just I I I have listened. I have tried. I do not get it. I don't get the appeal. <laughs> I think that's totally understandable because I, I'm not. I'm not uh, I'm not this super super Beatles fan. We have a we have a mutual friend that we went to high school with, Jesse Munoz, who will uh, break down the Beatles like chapter and verse. <laughs> we should probably have had him call. Well, you know, yeah, I, I want Jesse to listen that. to this show, yeah. and then you know, I, I'm sure I need he him, will. After he I need sees for him to like form his uh, his his official uh, response to this because. He he has broken down the Beatles to me before. Yeah, I, I mean he will break it down. He'll say, "Well, this is important because this and this and this." And are you listening to the words here? And I mean, so he he will really pinpoint some things. But you so said that still I, won't get you anywhere. So I mean, I listened to that album. Then I listened to uh, Abbey Road. Mm-hmm. That's like the next like really most important album by mm-hmm. them. Don't get it. Yeah. I don't get. It. I. I mean, you know, fifty sixties rock. You know, you can listen to it, and some of it is catchy, and you know, but I, I'm, I'm, I'm I just don't. <laughs> All right, Samara, talk to yeah. us. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I'm gonna finish what I was saying. I'm gonna finish what I was saying. Okay. I don't. I don't get it. But, um, but, uh, and I, I'll go into this a little bit later. I will say my favorite remake is lakeside um i want to hold, hold your hand, hand. Mm-hmm. that was my favorite mm-hmm. beatles remake uh i do like blackbird but my favorite version of blackbird is by my favorite singer uh my favorite lady singer and that's or one of my favorite lady singers and that's uh cassandra wills okay. wilson yeah she did yeah. she did a perfect version of blackbird that'll kind of make you uh it's almost altar call <laughs> Okay. You know, you right. Like you almost go to church you with that one. Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. So, but anyway, I'll I'll talk about the other pieces in a minute. But yeah. Okay. Yeah. So tomorrow, uh, you know, you you can say something about the Beatles if you want to. <laughs> um, I'm a lot like Mike. Um, I mean, the Beatles have just never really been a group that I was strongly attracted to, but I always respect. Uh, a group of that stature what was more interesting to me was the list that you sent me of all the covers that they did i didn't realize that there were that many covers and there were quite a few songs that i didn't realize that the beatles wrote come together one Mm -hmm. of my favorite songs i don't care who sings it it's a good song um i really like come together the earth wind and fire cover like you mentioned gotta get you into my life i did not realize that the beatles wrote it and the remake of Blackbird by Cassandra Wilson. Mm. That's a good one. I mm. mean, anything she sings is going to yeah. be soulful. So yeah. I appreciated that. But the Beatles were just never a group that I heavily gravitated to. But, and I was trying to find the, it was either Jimi Hendrix, Rick James, or Sly and the Family Stone that hooked up with the Beatles before their career really blew up. And I couldn't find out who it was. It was a documentary that I watched it last was, year. It was Jimmy. Jimmy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. It was Jimmy, yeah. That part I didn't know about mm-hmm. him in the Beatles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he rolled with them pretty tough in the beginning. And yeah. I really attributed his um, kind of blending of of races and ethnicities and just one love i kind of attributed that to the beatles after i heard that story or at least some of it because he was in large part colorblind for that era pretty much yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah and and jimmy uh i think jimmy has done some 
Didn't he do a couple of remakes mm-hmm. of Beatle records? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know which one. I don't either, I think he, yeah. It's probably on that list I sent, but I don't remember what it's on. It's a list. long list. I think that Sergeant yeah. the Sergeant Pepper was one because they said he heard it and two or three nights after he heard it, he actually played it live over in London and okay. they were blown away that he would hear it and mm. play it right back that quick. Hmm. Yeah. But I think uh the fact that there are to your point, the the fact that there are so many R and B artists that have covered Beatles songs it really speaks to them as songwriters. Yeah. And, it, and it must be something, yeah, it must be something to them that yeah. that I don't get. That must be it must be something there. I mean, I appreciated McCarthy and Lennon's solos. Solo mm-hmm, work, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Some some of it. I mean the Yoko Ono that that <laughs> You're not you're not having that. That huh? era. No, that was pretty good. The John Lennon what was the song that right after he got killed, that song, uh Just Like Starting Over. Wasn't that the name of that song? Uh, uh, days like these. I think that's it. I think nobody told like me there be days like these. No, I, I don't say it's starting over, but I think that's what it was called. Okay, it'll hit me in a minute. I remember liking those songs. I remember liking that, and then you know, I never understood the uh, the girl is mine and. <laughs> I actually like that. I did. I give it that. I I will say that I did like it. I just couldn't get it because you I know mean, McCarthy was like a hundred years older than Michael Jackson, and they were like in these. But what's interesting is uh, McCarthy is still in in he's still being respected by black artists. I mean, Kanye and Rihanna just did a song with him. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's just kind of like okay, he there's something. But but just to back to your point, you know, you you said you like the McCarthy and the and the the, the solo the Beatles solo stuff, mm-hmm. but them as a group, it just doesn't. And I think it was because that music was just so, the music was so iconic for what it was. Mm-hmm. If you couldn't get past the music, you weren't really listening to the words in a lot of cases. Somebody right. had to like reimagine the words for you for you to go, oh, okay. And that's probably now this, that's probably a uh, lot now, of okay. It, yeah. I, I hear what's I hear what's going on yeah. in this song. Yeah. But like if you hear their version of I Wanna Hold Your Hand, I can't make that leap to Lakeside. Yeah. I, but somebody <laughs> but Lakeside made that leap. You know? But you know what? And I, I, now that I'm kind of, you know, in my head about it, that song that song as um, for, the Beatles them, did it. As the you Beatles liked did, it as the Beatles. I won't did. say that I liked it, but I didn't. I did not like it. So it was you. You it didn't just, hate it. Uh, you're right. Okay. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't it was one of those like songs. It. it was yeah. one of those songs like, oh, I can tolerate them. I singing. can tolerate them yeah. singing that that okay. song. Mm-hmm. But you know, when Lakeside did it, it was you know, it was you know you. You write the lyrics and <laughs> and put it in a letter and hand it to a little girl. Back Wait a minute, day. do you like me? Yes. Put this checkbox right here. <laughs> Check and yes so. or no? Oh, girl. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Okay. So it's helping Matt game. All right. Meet, meet All her right. in the hallway at the lockers. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, All right, okay. Sheldon. What about you? Well, <clears throat> my favorites are uh, Donny Hathaway, of course. Yesterday. Okay. By the Beatles. Yeah, you know, um, it's a beautiful song. It's really so, just a beautiful song. It's uh, really just a well-crafted, just beautiful song. Uh, of course, Stevie Wonder, we can work it out. Now, I didn't know that. That I just like that as a Stevie song. Yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't know it either until we got to talking about yeah, doing, doing the, the show. Research, yeah, you know, and I'm like, oh man. But then I go back and listen to their version. I'm like, oh okay. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it was it was a song that I couldn't 
Yeah. I didn't. I couldn't tolerate that. Yeah. I get you it. know. Um. Of course, one of my favorite singers. Uh. She's leaving home. Uh. Al Jarreau. He mm-hmm. did that on an album. He did. It was a, a live studio recorded with an audience. Uh. Called Tenderness. Mm-hmm. Is on. Is the record, and he did that song on there. You know. Have you heard it, Mike? I think so. I'm trying to put it. I'm. I'm trying to. I don't know. I, I have heard it. You've heard it. And to me, it it just speaks to Al Jarreau. It mm-hmm. speaks to, yeah, because most of Al Jarreau's music is uh, remakes and <laughs> right. Al just and Al just, Al is the he can. We didn't talk about Al when right. we did our cover show, yeah, but yeah. we should have talked he, about he, Al Jarreau. He is most definitely the like remixer. He is the re re he reinterpretation. Can, he, he can reinvent yeah, just about re- anything. Yeah, right. he's on a, he's on a Michelle and Dayo Cello I mean, level yeah. of yeah. Otis Red. What you want? Songs. He'll he'll do everybody. Yeah. yeah. Um. Actually. Um. Uh, speaking of Aretha Franklin, did Let It Be? I've heard her mm-hmm. Let It Be. Yeah. On that one, but that my uh, my favorite one. You know, everybody does come together. Blah blah blah. Uh. You know, my man Marcus Miller. Did come together off his LP album Tales back in the day, mm-hmm. and that's that's the funk to me. And you know, Mike owned the catalog for a while. I think what's that? Who the he Beatles still, catalog? Yeah, he, yeah, he, yeah. this estate does. And now. he did a version of Come Together that was really good. I liked his version of Come Together. Mm-hmm. It was good. You remember that? When you said Mike, I was like, I didn't own it. <laughs> <laughs> you really That's wouldn't be sitting I here. I'm like, like, yeah, yeah, I was about to say the same thing. Mike, you I used to own it. I just said I didn't like that shit. Why are you telling everybody I own the cattle? No, no, no. I was referring to the king of pop. No. <laughs> not, the, not the king of Oak Cliff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. It no, was no, not no. the king of Oak Cliff. We're talking about no. the king of pop. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I remember Michael doing okay, come good, together. Good, yeah. good, good, good. It's I remember. That. It's what you said because the girl is mine. He did the song with, but then took the catalog. From. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. cold. Lady. He didn't take it. He bought it. He bought it. But you know now, you know he's been trying to. Uh, Paul McCartney has been trying to buy back the catalog. I, I want to say Apple Music. Has it now? Yeah, because I because was that up was one of the big that. deals about uh, the uh, the I don't have the oh, Apple Music. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, one of the could, yeah mm-hmm. the music they they have the music on on their site mm-hmm. because they they bought that music. So you know why? Uh, what's the owner that passed away? Uh, Steve Jobs. Steve, uh, Steve Jobs. He yeah. loved the Beatles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how they yeah end up getting on there because at first they were not available. Yeah. We gotta we gotta find we gotta revisit this and find a Beatles fan. Uh and get Jesse. Jesse. Yeah, yeah Jesse. We gotta get Jesse to come. Does he live in Dallas? Not anymore. Oh okay. I mean, he's gonna have to call in. Yeah, we gotta do a call yeah. in on Jesse. Or when he comes to visit his folk. Yeah. yeah. We just yeah. But the fact that we were talking about okay, we really didn't get into their music, but then we just named like six or seven songs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That they were like, Okay, so, well but, I'm feeling that. But, but we got into that, not their music. <laughs> we got into the remakes of their music, right? Okay. And I, and you know, I said remember I said we were gonna do like homework when we first started talking about this, that we you know, everybody picked their top ten Beatle remakes. Mm-hmm. I couldn't come up with ten. I literally couldn't yeah. come up with ten. But I will tell you this. After I listened to Abbey Road, I found an album called The Other Side of Abbey Road. And it was, um, and, 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 and the funny thing about it is, is I've seen this album like a hundred times and I always say, I wonder what it is I'm going to buy it. It's by George Benson. Okay. And he mm-hmm. redid like the whole album 
where he's playing and he's singing mm-hmm. and uh uh the the he did it on CTI records which is the uh, uh Creed Taylor remember we were talking the CTI was like the that west left coast jazz label they you know George Benson George you know Duke you know they mm-hmm, kind of pull mm-hmm, those mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. those like uh soulful uh, I want to say like Hubert Laws and those kind of people mm-hmm, into that mm-hmm. whole thing so the thing that was supposed to be really special about this is that Rudy Van Gelder uh, recorded he's a re- recording a famous recording engineer won a lot of grammys had like all of these special processes and he recorded this album like he would have recorded all of his jazz albums and and it was george benson doing the, it's called the other side of abbey road so if i was going to get a top 10 it would like be that entire record <laughs> you know what i mean it'd be like the lakeside and then the rest of the record would be george benson <laughs> <Okay>. so <laughs> so it's, were it's there awesome. vocals he did a little bit of singing, so how, how it was, it was the music. Uh-huh. So it was it was, it was the mostly music. him playing. He reimagined it, of course, mm-hmm. and he played a lot of the lead on his guitar. Okay, but you know George Benson sings. So as he well. so, so it he was did like a both. He okay. did a little bit of both. If I had heard the other side of Abbey Road before I heard Abbey Road, I would swear that. Uh, the Beatles tried to steal something and try to put <laughs> words to it because I mean it's like really authentic. It's like really a great. Uh, I mean it's, it's just I mean like um, I'm looking forward to the day when I sit out on the patio with a cigar and listen to that album. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I mean it's really good. It's like really smooth. It's just you know and and it I mean it's uh it's still very uh, uh, true to the original. But mm-hmm. you know, it's just jazzed up a little bit. You know, he he shuffles some things and he's playing his guitar and the solos. And then, you know, uh, George is not a bad singer. You know, he's pretty. He's he's a pretty. He's pretty mm-hmm. adept at singing. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, I think one or two of the songs he's singing, the first thing you think is like some lounge shit. You know, like like you know, like he. Like he recorded the shit in Vegas, I, you know, I, 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 that I kind of thing. But I just want to. You don't care for George Benson the singing. Oh, even his like his soul. I mean, I don't want to hear a whole album of him singing. That's just me. I want to hear him. Wait a minute, that is just Wait a minute. <laughs> Samara threw a hit at you. I threw one at you, and you were like, "She said Broadway." I said Masquerade. I mean, I'm like, I, I mean, those on, are songs I like, but I don't want to hear a whole album of him singing. Yeah. I like him okay. as a guitarist. Okay, let me let me right. let me say again. This is not him. The whole album is not him singing, but he does sing on a couple of the records. But yeah. 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 yeah, I'm like Mike now. You I'm almost secure <laughs> with mine. Yeah, you almost got you put out because I was like, on that opinion, "Go no. get you put out your own house." Okay, okay. Yeah. So no. let me let me bring this one back around because I do want to take it back to the uh, the actual song, the Black Beatles, because one of the reasons why I also thought that this was an interesting topic was because I knew that there was not a Beatles fan among us. I knew there wasn't a Beatles fan among us, but the same way that I had that that we've encountered that particular uh, the the Beatles music afterwards with these R and B artists, uh, do we think we will encounter a lot of the artists that are performing the day today through another artist and then start liking the music that's happening today? And sure. I'll give you and I'll give you an example because Black Beatles mm-hmm. was covered by P J Morton and that's like one of my favorite songs, the, his okay. cover of it. So what were you going to say, Samara? Short answer, no. 
<laughs> Without even putting much thought or asking you to. So really what you're saying is that. you will not be hearing, you will not be listening to a reinterpretation of the future. Absolutely. <laughs> who is gonna do that? And, and you know what? It's a sad. It's, it's, it's a it's a sad commentary on it what is. songwriting is today. Yeah. Because you know it 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 almost like we were just talking about the Johnny Cash Brian Owens thing. Yeah. So how many other artists could he like? There are no like there are few, if any modern artists where he could go and reinterpret some of their songs and they'd be even remotely interesting. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's like um, we were talking about how albums are either really, really long or really, really short. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of the times the really short ones because nobody has anything to say. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, you know. I, but I have to push back on that a little bit because this Ray Shremert song, I had I listened to that song because they got like a billion hits on YouTube. I listened to the song. Every time I heard the song, I'm like, what are they talking about? I have no idea what they're doing. I don't know where, where they're going with the song. I have, But when P.J. Morton did it, I was like, oh, this is my new favorite song. I love this song. <laughs> I mean, I really, it was like I heard a totally different song. So is it, po- it's not possible that no. somebody's going to give you a, a version of Future that you might no. like? <laughs> No, nope. not gonna happen. Huh? <laughs> that's hilarious. No, nope. yeah, that's. I'm, um, I'm trying to push back here. I'm trying to find nope. some some substance with these artists today. You just said it. You just said the keyword right there. And seriously, there's no substance. It might be catchy or whatnot. Yeah, I don't dig the Beatles like that, but they put the time and effort into the craft. You don't see people putting time and effort into a craft these days. They're putting time and effort into getting paid and make your paper. I ain't mad at you, but that's not longevity and that's Mm -hmm. not substance. It's not going to be something that people are talking about 30 years later. Are we talking about future? Huh? (laughs) Yeah. No. In the future. (laughs) Yeah. And that's my serious (laughs) gripe with today's music. It's just hella surface no substance and it's not going to be these and, and a lot of those artists that do have some are far and few between mm. you know it's mm. just you know that you know you have you might have like Leela James you might have Gambino you might have D'Angelo but they're not mega artists they're like, not nobody is nobody is clamoring well, there, there's the, no the, 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 the lion's share of us are not clamoring for Rochelle Pharrell's next album yeah. right like there are some there are some of us that would like if she put out one a day, we'd be at, you know, okay, mm-hmm. I'm downloading that. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, oh, I got to have it. I got to have it because it's not being sought after. Yeah. But it's, 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 it's an interesting conversation to juxtapose against what, you know, this whole Beatles conversation. I, I thought that it was like, okay, they had that longevity. Mm-hmm. They had some stuff that stood the, stand, the, the test of time. Mm-hmm. And where's the replacement for But that? you know what? Yeah. Even as we, you know, as you mentioned that, I'm thinking – there are really not any artists today who would spend any time, who would spend much time trying to reinterpret the Beatles, right? Uh-huh. You know, I think the last album that we, and we've talked about this is the interpretations, the uh, Earth, Wind, and Fire interpretations thing. Uh-huh. So we had like mega artists nice. who were bringing like real deal music in the late 70s, early 80s. And then the only people you know who even remotely approach those things are artists that you're not, you know, that you're not familiar with. You know, like Zoe, 
mm, you know, mm-hmm, doing mm-hmm. doing those things, and then uh, you know, it's like no, we you know this you know it's a black people thing anyway. We throw away everything, you know. Well, we I mean, we're we a don't, throwaway we don't, society. Yeah, we just ways, yeah. we don't we don't yeah. we don't we don't respect our elders in that sense. You know, we always have philosophical arguments with uh, <laughs> philosophical discussions when we have this music, but a lot of it is like how you value your art is how you, you know, your lens to the world and how you, you know, because you know, um, and I and I'm thinking about this again, um, the 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 I, I call her a culturalist, the what's her name, Lovey Ajay. Are you familiar with Lovey? Mm-hmm. She's like this, uh internet sensation she wrote all of these you know she writes these articles she's kind of a comedian and you know she's kind of black people follow her a lot mm-hmm. you know on twitter and that oh kind of thing. that lovey yeah she's a writer she yeah. has a co- yeah, yeah, yeah short yeah. hair crop top yes yes, yes. lovey 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 is funny to me i, I still hilarious. remember uh she uh back when kanye first put out his first uh fashion line <laughs> she she was on the radio i listened to an art uh interview and she said she said, uh, uh, "Somebody needs to tell Kanye that's not his ministry." <laughs> <laughs> she, that's 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 who Lovey is. That's kind of okay. that's kind of the person okay. she is. Okay, all right. Yeah. And uh, she brought up as soon as Aretha died, uh, one of the first things she said was, "Well, who are going to be the people who do the tributes?" Yeah. And then you know, so your mind, like, you know, it separates immediately. Cause you start going backwards. It's like you know. It's like nobody, nobody. There are no current artists. There are no that you current would put in a list of people that who could you do would go like, oh yeah, she could do it, or you know, he could. And you know, you just go, all right. Well, there's Layla, there's Shaka. You know, you just start going back the other direction, and it's really kind of a, uh, uh, you know, Jennifer Hudson. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You just go back the other direction. You don't go forward. Oh, you don't yeah. stay in the present. You don't say. Here's this artist, and we will, li- and it's and it's the state of our music now. Whereas it's like it's like not a lot of artistry mm-hmm. that we're listening to anymore. It's just kind of uh, this canned <coughs> thing, and you know. So I don't. I try to. I try to imagine artists now who could probably redo the Beatles or redo Earth, Wind, and Fire, and and there's probably not mm. not a lot out there, not a lot that are in popular culture that we would know yeah. that could do it you yeah. know well on that bright note <laughs> <laughs> we end a lot of shows like this don't yeah, we? We do. like, yeah we do like, <laughs> we do like music sucks <laughs> <laughs> well we talk about turn it off <laughs> but we talk about music ain't this up anyway man but actually um I, i'm i'm looking forward to seeing what bet is going to do as far as who they're going to choose i'd love to see lauren hill Shit, uh, we all everybody would love because you don't know what <laughs> she. That's 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 another one of our shows that we haven't yeah. we haven't yeah. we haven't uh, addressed was, yet. Yeah. The mental health, mental show. health, the mental, mm-hmm. health. Mm-hmm. mental health. And actually, her her album was what twenty four years old, twenty five, twenty five years old. She's celebrating twenty five years. years. What yesterday? I think it was like yesterday. Yeah. yeah, yeah. She's supposed to be on tour, but mm. she mm. <laughs> she got some problems. <laughs> Some coming on at midnight. And the show yeah, was supposed to start at eight. Had to get us a second. I was the last here. person to hold out hope for her, and when I gave up hope, you think it was like <laughs> there's nothing else, huh? I mean, I was the last of the Mohicans. <laughs> like, there's still she a little come back. part of me. Yeah, but even I had to say, hey, she, yeah, yeah, she's 
you know, you start having all them babies. If she could come back today and blow everyone out of yeah. the water, that's the crazy thing. Yeah. Rapping and singing. Yeah. Either. Pick one. Yeah. 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 There could. is no dominant female voice. Well, I'm sorry. Respect. Much respect to Beyonce because she putting in work. She not out there not earning her keep. But um, I mean, still, when you think of powerful somebody Vocalist. close to Aretha Franklin, mm-hmm. help yeah. Patti Labelle, Gladys Knight. Yeah. You, you, the list goes on. There is not. No. Yeah. Have y'all right. seen Gladys Knight lately? I just thought about that now. Why? Oh my God. What? Wait. Man, let me show you this picture. <laughs> We're on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> 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 like we can't show pictures of the podcast. Yeah, like like for real, Mike. What's wrong with her? Old to the left, new to the right. Oh, she done, she just stretched the shit out of her face. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. <laughs> see, hold on, so let me smart. see. Work, 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 work. Yeah. Work, 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 work. There's a dominant voice. Work, 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 Hi Rihanna. All right then. Oh man, well we uh, would like thank you for coming on and hanging out with us. Absolutely, we sure appreciate uh, Black Beetle Show and uh, come back and let uh, let folks know how they can catch up with you. Yes, um, you can find my work and order some fabulous couture cookies at www.crushsweets.com. You can also follow us on Instagram, on Facebook. All of our goods are made to order, so they're nice and fresh for you and. check me out and place your order and i do have gifts for all of you fellas you have your own customized cookies that's yours oh thank you very much (laughs) i'm ready for a cookie (laughs) (laughs) there goes the keto (laughs) the keto there goes the keto oh Oh, yeah we got a psycho music lyricology logo Oh, oh well thank you not the exact exact logo but i, yeah. I tried to get in theme i yeah. like to kind of i like to feel my work oh, and, is, and, oh, and yeah. think yeah. about who i'm making uh, my goods for and i like to put a smile on people's face and that's my end goal yo, is to make people smile this one so is dope. all y'all are smiling this is i love that, that is oh dope. yeah oh everybody got something different oh okay what you got let me see because i know you have your base over there in the corner I know I owe I know I owe a saxophone. By the time I thought about the saxophone, it's too late. Well, we got the headphones. Yeah. So right, you know. right. That was a jazzy music. I, I thought about doing some jazzy. Oh, this is dope. I'm ready to taste these. <laughs> and see, I, I got the plain one, so I'm you take could one home. Taste it. But look, it's a lot of butter in there. So take a picture and take a bite now. I didn't I didn't make them for them to sit out. Yeah, hey, I'm going to uh, sit mine to the side, take me some pictures when we get done. Mine are so the man, forget you. Well, you know yeah. what? There's a lot of butter in it, so you mm-hmm. can't sit it around. Well, you know what? Hey, Actually, why? you can. The butter makes it. That's what put the kick in? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, y'all eat, munching on some cookies. Good. <laughs> we just want to thank you, everyone, for listening to Psycho Music Lyricology. You can listen, like, and subscribe to us on iTunes. Google Play Music, SoundCloud, Podbeam, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, as well as on Twitter, at PsychoFellas. We can be contacted at PsychoMusicLyricology at gmail.com, or you can give us a call at 469-606-9534. Until the next time, peace. Peace. peace.
make sure y'all go out there and register to vote. Yes. 